Welcome to Dads with Nerdy Ambitions, Season 1, Episode 2. Let's give a clap. Woo! We're on Episode 2. We did right. it. You know, we, we, we did it. Did Unfortunately, it. this we... is the penultimate episode, but hey, it was good. It was good while it lasted. <laughs> so, not bad. Not bad. I mean, we definitely had some, some oopsie daisies. There were definitely... Uh, some hiccups and stuff that we needed to get over. Uh, but overall, I think I'm thoroughly impressed at how the first episode came out. I, I'm i quite happy. Yeah, it, you know, technical side, there's some stuff that, you know, of course I'm not happy with. But, you know, you, that's just always going to be a thing when you're never going to be 100% with it. But we're learning and we're improving and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And, and granted, we're doing this with minimal equipment. Oh man, my studio, my studio, this audio should be a lot crisper, this audio should be a lot cleaner, ooh, this studio sounds a lot better. (laughs) Oh, you got a bunch of new stuff, that's right. I treated my studio, ooh, it sounds good in here. (laughs) I have an iPad. (laughs) Oh, nice, yeah, nice, dude. Now that when I listen back, the audio is going to be absolute trash. It's going to be garbage. Stupid equipment. I spend so much time. I spent so much time working on this. I bought a Dungeons and Dragon adult white dragon. Oh, nice! Uh, that's that's my addition to this uh, to the podcast in celebration of our first episode. I got an adult white dragon in lieu of honoring the next uh, Dungeons and Dragons. So to honor this episode and possibly the next one, because I think we're going to do this in a two parter. Um, <clears throat> that being said, let's go ahead and get into this. Um, so. We like I did. We did a little bit as I make mistakes right there and there. Uh, we did make some some mistakes. It was more me, not my brother. He 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 kind of just you know sat in the background and answered and responded to this stuff that I said. I, yeah, this is why I don't uh, bring information <laughs> to the table because I don't want to be wrong. I am no. terrified of being judged by the public. So, <laughs> and yet we're making a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so. We're going to add a new little uh, portion to our show. I'm going to dub it My Bad. Uh, we're going to add some sympathetic music. So if we can get that music going at like right at this point. In the last episode, I said uh, a dance of ice and fire, a song of dragons. It is actually a song of ice and fire and a dance of dragons. My Bad. I said it was Sandy Peterson Games. It's actually Sandy Peterson is the creator of the games, and the company is Peterson Games. My bad. And lastly, I don't know what kind of gnomes I was saying. I think I said droomer gnomes. Yeah, I said I all sorts of types of gnomes. What, like you, <laughs> I, I don't know if you thought about like druid gnomes as like uh, wait like and then i you know listen i don't know everything about D, but i was like oh oh oh, maybe uh maybe a druer gnome is a thing like i know there's there's a bunch of weird types of gnomes but it is a subclass called deep gnomes and we'll be talking about all this stuff so in lieu of this episode my bad so jojo what is D? Do you know what D&D is? I know everything about D&D. Yeah, D&D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you so, know, group storytelling, man. I mean, what more can you want? It's the world's greatest game of where well, you get to go dick around with all your friends 
and uh, you get to make up stories. You know, what What more could you want? And you get to be, you know, cool elves or gnomes or even better dwarves because um, dwarves are the best race. So, you know, <laughs> I guess I, why have anything else besides a dwarf, but, you know, whatever. To, to each you're, own, you know. You're very much segregating yourself over well, there away from I'm just, everything. <laughs> I'm just telling you if you want to have a good time, pick a dwarf, you know, is all. Is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, just, that's just it. Now, personally, me, I like my Dragonborn. Uh, I love Dragonborns. I think they're pretty cool. But I love your answer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you're wrong. Nope, that is not the, the right definition. <laughs> so this is coming from uh, Wizards of the Coast. What D&D is, and this is the definition from their website, the first Dungeons & Dragons game was played back when Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson chose to personalize the massive battles of their fantasy war games with exploits of individual heroes. This inspiration became the first fantasy role-playing game in which players are characters in an ongoing fantasy story. This new kind of game has become immersely popular over the years, and D&D has grown to include many new ways to vividly experience worlds of heroic fantasy. The core of D&D is storytelling. You and your friends tell a story together, guiding your heroes through quests for treasure, battles with deadly foes, daring rescues, curdling intrigue, and much more. You can explore the world of Dungeons and Dragons through any of the novels written by the fantasy authors, as well as engaging board games and immersive video games. All of these stories are part of D&D. Now that's their definition. So that's the official trademark definition of what Dungeons and Dragons is. But what you said is pretty much the same thing. It's true. It is storytelling with your friends and it's as long and as short as you want it to be. And that was a beautiful description. It did take him four tries to get through that. Anyways. <laughs> it did take me four tries. <laughs> <laughs> I kept screwing up the words. <laughs> I couldn't say Gary Gygax to save my life. <laughs> Gary Gygax is a fake name. He made that for D&D. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so what I was going to say is, uh, so now that we've kind of covered what D&D is, um, let's kind of go into the history of Dungeons and Dragons. Let's kind of go uh, where it began. So it actually began in 1974. That's when it officially became. However, uh, just like how they described it in uh, from Wizards of the Coast, they said, you know, it was to personalize a massive battles of their fantasy war games. The game they're talking about there was a game called Chainmail, and it was paper version large battles. And in 1974, they both said, you know what, we want to make this more on an individual level and we want to have specific heroes. And that's where Dungeons and Dragons came into play. Um, They originally started with only four races. Can you guess those four? Uh, If I had to guess, human, obviously. I'd throw an elf. Yep. Uh, Probably dwarf. I mean. Yep. And then either halfling or good gnome 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 was the one gnome. but only one of the four races actually got to choose between three classes and that was the human and so that was back in 1974 the first basic set like the first like starter set that was ever out there was in 1976 um then we're let's go ahead and just because there's between 1976 and 2014 there was a few different editions mm-hmm. Uh, 3.0 came out and they kind of, you know, just did some upbeats to it. They made it more immersive. 
Um, but in 2014, we get into fifth edition. That's when fifth edition came out. When fifth edition came out, they had a grand total. Now, this is just races. 26. There, As of right now, there are 26 races that you can be. I'm not going to ask you to name all 26. Okay, I got this. Uh, Asimar, uh, Aracocra, uh, Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi. (laughs) There are 36 sub races. So uh, kind of looking at dwarves, I think there's mountain dwarves. Mountain dwarves, hill dwarves. Uh, I think there's essentially like um, the evil version of dwarves where I know you can play. I no, don't I? I'm probably you know mispronouncing this, but I think it's dwargers, something like that. Um, I don't know. They're evil. They're evil dwarves. Um, when you originally started in classes, wise there was only three classes back in 1974. Right now, there are 12 classes of uh, that you can do for professions, and then I I couldn't even find a specific number of subclasses because the the amount of mix and match that you can do. It's pretty much infinite. Especially it's ridiculous. with um, Eberron's Rising that just came out. Um, they have, oh, no, I, I think these might be considered sub-races, um, but they have a thing called Dragon Marks. Um, they're essentially like you, you get a tattoo or, you, I, I, you know, I'm not 100% sure on it. I haven't read completely mm. into it, but essentially you have this Dragon Mark. And you could be like a better healer or it just makes you a bit more proficient at like a certain thing. Um, okay. And I, I think they might be considered sub races. I'm assuming Dragonborn is going to be one of those. It's like um, like if you want to there's like some like a mark of healing and you have to be uh, a halfling, I believe, or oh, okay. there's a um, some, like, a, oh, shadow mark. You have to be an elf. It's, it's stuff like mm-hmm. that. Okay. Without looking at the notes, how many types of monsters are in this game as of 2014? Do you know? Monsters, like... like Types of monsters. Like abyssal, beast, um, fey, stuff like that? Sure, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. A thousand? <laughs> nope, there's 15 types. Oh, so close. This is a trick question. There's a That's a trick question. You, you, there were 15 types of monsters out there. Now... The number's constantly growing, but as of right now, there are about 2,500 different types of critters in the actual game. So this is not including, this is including like rather, you know, you you have all the alloy dragons, which are your brass, copper, silver, uh, and then you have the the five big dragons, you black, white, red, green, blue. Yeah, your chromatic and non-chromatic. All those, yes. Yeah, so all of those... There's over 2,500 different things that you can fight in this game, and they're constantly adding more, and people are adding more. This is the official stuff. This is coming from the official. This is not including unofficial, because uh, you can fight all of the uh, creatures from Cthulhu Wars. Or uh, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, there's Cthulhu Mythos. Oh, yeah. There's there's so much. I mean, I know, like... um the wikipedia homebrew page it's insane like the crap you can find on there on top of like unearthed arcana and stuff which mm. is i believe wizards of the coast still it's just not official release stuff yet mm-hmm. um it's kind of like for play testing and whatnot um which is crazy because i mean you can find some amazing stuff over there as well oh fun 
Yeah, like I said, but that's that's just the official stuff, like their official number. And I had to Google it. That's I did. I, I went and I was like, I looked at my monster manual and I was like, I'm not counting this. Uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I'm like, how many types of monsters are? And they goes 15. I don't think that's right. And I'm like, oh, because I said types. And I go, OK, how many different monsters are in Dungeons and Dragons? The official number is over 2,500. Holy Which cow. still seems kind of small, but... <laughs> it seems small. Yeah, that's like, that. Ah, don't think that number is quite right. But, hey, who am I to judge here? I'm not the guy that created all this stuff. Um, another fun fact about uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Now, they, they won't confirm this because of, obviously, for copyright reasons. But it is strongly, strongly, strongly believed that uh, Gary Gygax was inspired to make this game and i'm assuming chainmail was where he was originally inspired by lord of the rings so all the fantasy and and we had this discussion before like how a lot of the fantasy world was very much inspired by lord of the rings jj jr being such a beautiful influence oh no Info, oh, info. you're fired oh no okay so cut all this out <laughs> influential man yes yeah he was a he's he definitely set the bar for the fantasy world and that's really neat because you get to see it in all these things um the next thing i was going to say is how much new material they're coming oh, out with oh, and there's no answer for this constantly. because it's continual it's it's this is officially I would say maybe at the shortest amount of time on a monthly basis, are they coming out with new material? And that's new adventures. That's new equipment, everything unofficially, all the unofficial stuff. It's a week. You could say a weekly basis, right? It's so hard. I mean, like I don't check every week or every day or stuff like that, but you know, I'll buy a book and then next, you know, I look, you know, 10 more books are come out or the unearthed arcana page is, Gotten, like dropped new sub races and subclasses and stuff like that or there's new magic items or new like homebrewed creatures or you know oh, it's yeah. just it's yeah. a yeah. constant flow of new stuff which is awesome it, but it's a double-bladed sword too for someone who's coming in so for you and me who have are familiar with dungeons and dragons it's it's fun. It's exciting. That's like, oh, wow. All right, cool. I got this now. I can do this now or I can go grab this. But for someone who has never played and they and this is their first, they're dipping their toe into the world that is Dungeons and Dragons. It's very overwhelming. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. very overwhelming. Like you sit there and you go, oh, my God, where do I start? And that's what we're going to do on this episode. Oh, uh, another mob bad that I forgot to mention. We did not discuss the parenting part of what the podcast is. So a belated, my bad. Um, luckily, one of the people asked a question about how to get their uh, children involved or, you know, uh, they, they will we'll answer that question. I'll do the whole thing with it as I stutter over here. Going blah, 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 blah. So we do want to cover each thing in the podcast from either, you know, the point of being a nerdy parent, the parent of a nerd or the nerd at heart, which is going to be, you know, most of our listeners. And so Dungeons and Dragons is one of those games that you really can cover and it is a really good family game. It is it can has a lot of potential for it. So we'll be definitely covering that in this episode, too, which is I'm actually really excited about. Um, so let's go ahead and 
I've got a list of questions here, which is really awesome. Uh, We got a nice little list here. I delved it down to, I think, five, six questions, Um, depending on how long that's going to take us. You know, we might answer some of them in the next episode. Uh, Some of these I actually had to do research on because I didn't know what they were talking about. Um, So we'll, we'll start with the first one. And this comes from um, a nice girl named Liz, and she wants to know, do you guys really do what they do on Big Bang Theory? The answer is yes. Now, that's being said, I've never watched um, Big Bang Theory, so... You don't know. So I can confidently say yes. (laughs) Next question. So let's look at this question here. So I had to actually go watch the episodes and I'm, I'm not a, I'm not against big bang theory. I, I used to like it back in the day and it just wasn't my show. It, it has its funny moments, a lot of funny moments. It just eh, wasn't my thing, but the episodes she's talking about here is actually a couple episodes. One of the episodes, they all dress up. Mm-hmm. I've never personally dressed up. I have never per- dressed up either, but I absolutely would love to. I'm not against the thought. I just know I have never done it. Um, I think that's more of a thing that Hollywood has kind of presented about Dungeons and Dragons that everybody always dresses up. Uh, yeah, I think Hollywood kind of puts that out there that that's every time we play Dungeons and Dragons, we right. cosplay. I think you just no. it's just, you know, how you every group is different. Every group plays in mm. a different way. Um, you know, some groups take the role play a little bit more serious. Some groups are more combat oriented. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if it's not, I, I wouldn't say it's uncommon. Um, cause I, I would, I, I personally would love to, like I've almost bought a couple costumes cause especially right now we like the group that I play with, you're like some live, we, we live all in different parts of the, uh, the country. So we play yeah. over rule 20 and. We have video cameras that, like, we, you know, you know, can see each other and talk to on. So, mm. like, just adding that little extra bit of immersion, I mean, it could make the game so much more fun. It's just kind of yeah. how you want to play it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, like I said, I've never personally done it. I'm not against it. I don't think it is. I'm going to argue or disagree with you here and say it's you said it's not uncommon. I'm going to say it's. Not as common as people like to think it is. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I don't know <clears throat> what the uh, stereotype or expectation is like of what people who don't play D anD D are thinking. Like, like, yeah. do you have like a a room that's just filled with you know swords and shields and banners <laughs> and torches and you know stuff like that, or is it just like, yeah, I, I guess I don't know what the outsider perspective is. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though, as you're describing all these things, I'm looking around my basement and I'm going, yep, I got that. Yep, I got that. Oh, I'm fitting the stereotypes. Uh, let's go into the next question, though. Uh, oh, although, well, there was before I do that. Uh, it, the the other part of the D&D episodes for Big Bang Theory is they make voices. Uh, so one of the characters was doing like Christopher Walken. He was doing, uh, just random Hollywood. Every character was a Hollywood character. Um, no, not everybody does this. Yes, I do this. I love doing voices yeah, uh, voice for it. characters. All right. I play, uh, Orsic. He's a dwarf, uh, uh wizard. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, kind of what I do the whole time. And 
It definitely <laughs> fades in and out of. It, it goes all over Europe, truly. Um, <laughs> you're, I can you're, only you're, do you're the cult of personality. Uh, right, right. I can only do like the, you know, okay Scottish voice for a while, yeah. and then I start going. I, I've noticed like when we're playing, I go French a little. I get pretty German. Uh, you know. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't even sound yeah, German. Yeah, this is itself. German. So see, if I say <laughs> it's not, bratwurst, that's not German. Bratwurst. Yeah, this is German. German. <laughs> this is German. German. I like beer. Yeah. So yeah, Your so I'm pretty good accents at accents. Are horrible. No, no, I'm pretty good at accents. <laughs> so um, I do, I do. Um, so I have a blue, uh, blue dragon, uh, dragonborn character, and his name is Garrus Rydell. And he talks like this the entire time. He's very stoic. And he'll answer everything very gruffly. So he's great for intimidation. Um, I do have... Uh, so there is uh, Mahomi the Nomi. Mahomi the Nomi. He's a Scottish little deep gnome. And he thinks it's grand. So... <laughs> no, you're bad at accents, I- man. And you're terrible French. at accents. <laughs> <laughs> I am French. Oh, you're so, totally French. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Let I me like take the, you around. I, this is my segment. We're starting a new segment here where okay. it's called Joe Takes You Around the World with Accents. Uh, what accent do you want to hear? Uh, Australian. Here, Let me hear your Australian accent. Right, mate. I'm Steve Irwin. I am. Okay. You're terrible at accents. Next oh, accent? my God. Okay, well, let's do one <laughs> more. Was, let's do what? one more. All right, let's do another one. Okay. I want to hear... Mm -hmm. I can do it. (laughs) I'm trying to think of something absolutely impossible for you to do. If you could... Something I could do, like, pretty racistly, that would be great, honestly, for me. (laughs) Let's um, let's do... You know what? Let's stick with with our heritage here. Let's hear an Irish accent. Oi, it's just me, an Irish person I am. Oh, I love potatoes. Oh, accents are terrible. Oh, cabbage and beef. Boston. Let's hear your Boston accent. Um, okay, Boston. Uh, um, I'm walking here. (laughs) That's not even right. Mm -hmm. You're terrible. All right, and that's the end of my segment. Thank you. You know what? Hey, good job. Uh, If you're looking for, um, if you need voice actors for anything, um, if you know anybody who's looking, I'm up for work, man. I, 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 I believe you're absolutely huh? looking for work. I huh? have no doubt about it. You're looking for work. I'm sorry. Go <laughs> uh, <laughs> to the next question. Yeah, then we're going on to the next question. And it's a good one. It is, is a really, really good one. Um, what keeps making people come back year after year to play this game? There's no one singular answer to this question. I actually had to break this question down into different segments of it. Uh, like when we look at the game Dungeons and Dragons, it is one. It's a very cheap game. You really it, let's say you and one other person. So between you and two people or two, you know, two people total, you need a dungeon master manual. You need a player's handbook. And then you don't really need the monster manual, but it's nice to have. And or you can get these. Honestly, you can get the Dungeons and Dragons has these essential kits Mm -hmm. and they're like 15 to 25 bucks total. So really, 15, 25 bucks comes with everything you need, with the exception of a pen or pencil. So it's very, very cheap to get into of all 
of, I want to say, I, I, honestly, I would definitely say of all of the hobbies out there, it's the cheapest. By far, bar none, and the then cheapest. on the other side, it can be the most expensive. Oh no you you haven't you haven't even gotten to um, Warhammer forty k levels. There okay, is a nerd. model. We're I talking you not. about D and D, so <laughs> I don't want to hear about your nerd stuff. <laughs> Warhammer forty k. There's a miniature. And it's a giant ship, and I want to say and this was in euros or pounds. It's. 1,500 pounds. It's almost $3,000 for this one miniature. Jeez. Yeah. No, yeah. It's stupid expensive. Yeah, well, my There's... book of Icewind Dale cost me $27 on Amazon.com. So, <laughs> so, but so, like I said, I, when I broke, the, I had to break this down and I said, it's one of the cheapest, it is the cheapest hobby out there. Um, then you look at it, what are your limitations there's no limits there's no right or wrong answers in this game everything has a cause and effect and you can the the your options are limitless to what you want to do uh like i said in the previous episode i took a magic combustible and i threw it down a zombie tiger's throat i roll a d20 to find out whether or not i succeed that's it if i rolled anything that probably wasn't a 20 i, I was going to fail it's just how badly was i going to fail so it's and uh, what it brings is it's it's a lot of math, but it's not hard, terrible math. It's more of just like kind of doing like simple subtraction. And then it's a lot of thinking out of the box. You get to you. There's yeah, no it's improv to at it. It's it very like much improv. Most beautiful and, form. Oh, it's 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 great. And it's so much fun. And then you get to spend it with your friends. So you get to make do all these you get to make dumb decisions. You get to do all these things. You get to see people think outside the box in ways that they've never done it before. And if when you're playing a video game with your friends, when you're playing like Call of Duty or something like that, it's like, all right, I get from point A to point B. Do I do some new tube? Do I do this? You know, it's you're very it's linear. It's 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 linear with there is no lines. There's nothing when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons. You have a guide that you can kind of go off of, Mm -hmm. whereas you can follow adventure books or you can do whatever yeah, you want. The nice thing and is you're going to have fun with it. If you're not comfortable, like if, if you're brand new at it and you're not comfortable, like making your own campaign or world building or anything like that, there are, I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't know how many different books that you, that are pre-made adventures and you don't even have to follow those to the, like T. No, like if no, if, you can be like, yeah, I, I want to change this from an owlbear to right. an ogre. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm running uh, Tomb of Annihilation right now, and I can't tell you how many, like, side quests I've had to make up because my players just do (laughs) stupid stuff. Or, like, they'll kill (laughs) off, like, like, an essential person on accident, and then it's like, okay, well, you've got to get this information somehow, so let's go on this (laughs) crazy side quest. We're going on an adventure. It's it's great. Yeah. Um, In... So we've looked at like price, doing it with friends, and then the overall experience. If you have a good quality experience doing this game, it's it's not hard to come back. The, the it's really fun building your characters. You get to have you do whatever you want. Like I I made, or I didn't originally make him, but I definitely improved on uh, Mahomey the Nomi, who's like a Scottish speaking conspiracy theorist gnome who has a 
shillelagh he calls the stick of truth because he beats you with it and you're going to tell the truth. <laughs> so it's you get to come up with these stupid things and they're hilarious. Overall, I think the core is going to be the experience that you have with it. If you have such a great experience and you have fun with your friends, you're going to come back time after time after time to uh, enjoy this thing. And it's a great way to make friends. Um, are there chances that you're going to have a negative experience? Yes, there's always that chance that there's a negative experience that could be happened. Um, but the, my best recommendations is if you have a negative experience with a group, avoid that group and try again with somebody else. I recommend talking to tabletop shops and everything with that. Like, hey, who are some people that I can get into this with or do another round and have a fun experience? Who would you recommend? The nice thing is you don't need like there are such things as too big of groups, but yes. you, you can you don't need a lot of people like there's this idea that like at least when I first started, I was like, oh, like I only have like two people that want to play like I can't do a campaign. That's not enough. Like we need more. You can absolutely run campaigns where even if you just if one of you is willing to DM as long as you have one other person, you can run campaigns. Yeah, you only need two people. Right, and it's it can be just as fun. Yeah. Um, you Technically, you can run this game by yourself. I wouldn't really personally because it's eh, you're, you're missing out on a lot of what the, the game is about. But if you're just like, I need to get that fix. All right, grab a D20 and roll for what happens. Um, <clears throat> so let's take a break right here because we have been going for a little bit and we'll come back and I'll answer a couple more questions and then uh yeah we'll we'll kind of end it there and then we'll start the the segue for the uh the next episode Okay, welcome back. All right. So let's go into our next question. What resources are out there for newbies to get more acclimated with the culture and start to join a community? That's a great question. I think the bigger question uh, is what resources aren't there? There's that's true. So much. So much. And, and the, this is one of those things I was talking about earlier is it can actually be, I, I feel, very overwhelming for somebody who is a newbie, somebody who isn't familiar with this uh, game, this culture and endeavor. Um, so the best place for somebody who's looking to get into this, I always recommend going to your local hobby store your local uh, game place, uh, whether it's you know, Dungeons and Dragons, you can pretty much find at like comic book shops, uh, hobby stores. You can find it I mean, everywhere. It's not ideal, everywhere. but you can even find it at like, you can find starter sets at like Target or Walmart or something I like that. I was going to say that. Any, yes, yeah, any like place that has board games, you can usually find at least the starter sets. But I, I like, I'm, I'm going to go with the, I'm definitely recommending you go to your if you can find a hobby shop that's near you go to that if you can't find a hobby shop that's near you 
um, I would search on one of the social medias. Uh, Facebook is a good one to always go to just because you can get on there and you can put in like the, the Facebook search. Uh, so let's like, say here in Southington where you're in Connecticut or Colorado, uh, I put in uh, Southington Dungeons and Dragons groups and three or four will easily pop up. And so that's that's where you would go you go talk to them, say, hey, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, can somebody help me out? And they're going to nine out of ten times. I would say not even that nine point five. Sometimes you're going to have those bad apples, but somebody's going to reach out to you and go, hey, yeah, welcome. That's awesome. You're looking into this here. Let me help you. Um, those essential kits those starter kits are definitely the places you want to start. Um, if you're trying to, I, I guess if you're trying to get that Hollywood stereotype and that negative stereotype that has, that's back in the, the early days, the, there was a, a lot of negativity that came with Dungeons and Dragons. Um, a lot of people couldn't, I don't want to say that a lot of people actually did this, but it was very much thought that people had a hard time separating reality from fantasy and that when their characters died, they died. They, they, some people would actually have killed themselves. Uh, there was some big news articles about it. Uh, people were going down into sewers and playing Dungeons and Dragons and getting hurt and killed. And so it brought a lot of that negative image. And then Hollywood, the Big Bang Theory is a good, is a good example of dressing up and doing voices and spending lots of money on all this stuff. And reality, you're, you don't have to do that. Uh, it's not required and it doesn't happen as often as people like to think it does. It kind of just depends on what role you're taking. Really. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're a player and you have somebody who's going to be DMing or, you know, running a session, if you're just starting, you really just need the player's handbook that will, that will get you everything you need. Uh, But if you are DMing, then, you know, the Dungeons Master's Guide and the Monster Manual. Yeah. Or like I said, even the essentials kits, if you were not even yeah, 100% yeah. sure. So when, yeah, you and, so when you and your friends, because you're a great example, because you started, what, three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. About three years ago. It hasn't been like okay, consistent, so but. So it was you and like, what, three friends started up and you're like, hey, you, you said, hey, do you guys want to play some D&D? Like, how did that go down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Um, well, it was actually me and one other friend. Um, mm-hmm. It was, I think, honestly, Hero Forge. I like, I f- just, I don't remember how I stumbled across it. Um, please sponsor us, Hero Forge. Uh, but <laughs> we like just came across Hero Forge, and like you can, for people who don't know, it's this website where you can essentially customize a mini, and like you know, it, it's it's pretty. It's definitely grown since like when I first found it, but um, mm. you can make whatever you want. It's like, oh, this is really cool. Um, and then that kind of like got us thinking like, oh, we should actually build these characters. Like, let's look into like D&D stuff. We ordered a couple books, ordered our minis before, you know, after we like actually built them. Um, and at that time we weren't even playing yet. We were just like yeah. me and this one friend were talking and then eventually like, no, what? Like we are constantly all together. Let's, let's run a session. Like. And then we brought it up to a couple other friends, and they were kind of hesitant because this is a group that really never played. Um, but yeah, like we we just one night we 
I think we had one book between all of us. Um, I had, I had, yeah, one, one player's manual, and then I had the DM's guide. And you can actually find a lot of the stuff online. Like, you can find PDF versions for it. Um, so, yeah. you know, we mostly did that, which made it a little bit harder. Uh, the PDFs mm. aren't great, but... Now, you brought up a, uh, you brought up a really good thing. Um, you made a character on Hero Forge. Making a miniatures character is not required. Oh, no, no. That's one yeah, of those definitely things. not. It's just a little... Well, we don't really play tabletop that much anymore, um, just because of social distancing and whatnot. But, um, yeah, that's definitely an aspect. Like, you really only need miniatures. You don't even need miniatures for tabletop. You can grab, like, a, I don't know, a, a cap I'll or something, this. a I'll Monopoly piece. I'll say or, it brings more life definitely. to the game. It, yeah. it's, it's another aspect of the game that's not required, but... <clears throat> right. Excuse if you're me. trying, I wouldn't to keep say it, it's encourage it, but it's, right. it's fun. If you're trying to keep it on a budget, you definitely don't need miniatures. No. Um, but I uh, think the starter sets actually come with some miniatures, though. They do. Yes. Yes. The uh, at least the Icewind one does. I know. I don't know if the uh, the older one did. Um, another th- good one out there because you mentioned here, Forge. This is a third party system that. 3d prints or gives you the 3d print file to make your characters very much customizable very very cool i own a uh, i want to say like five or six of them uh another company out there that makes things really really easy uh is dungeon in a box and there's a few companies out there but i would argue they're probably the best one out there um i did a subscription a while back with them um they make it super simple they can run D campaigns everything's in this box like it's literally everything you need for a one-off campaign or you can do each month they'll they'll send you another box and it's a a larger story arc with it so you can say hey i only want to do one box and then like okay well this isn't the thing for me or you can be like holy cow this was really fun and they'll keep the, the subscription going for you so there's a lot of those box subscription things out there this one was one of my favorite and it came with miniatures it came with a map came with everything that you could need um you didn't have to create a character but it gave you the options to create a characters too and it's they're they're really neat that's kind of okay especially if you're new to playing it can be kind of overwhelming to it can actually build a character i mean i can knock out a character in like a half an hour now but when i first played it took us like two hours just to build a character because there's a lot of flipping back and forth and there's a yeah. lot of decisions to make. I mean, like, you know, just between picking your race, your sub race and your class. Um, yeah. And like there's there's little details um, to help build. If you want to do more role playing and stuff like that, um, you can pick a specific background, um, which, you know, like uh, Acolyte, if you're a very religious person or, you know, um, uh, folk hero, if you're like playing a bard or something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not exclusive to one class of race either, but if you're trying to, like, really flesh out a character. Yeah. So, in like, the that's one of the other things I like about D&D Beyond, that application program, is honestly, you said you just said there, and, I, and this isn't, you know, bashing you. It takes me, you know, I can get one out in 30 minutes, but you're doing it through paper mostly, right? Through, yeah, going through your books. I, I prefer to do it through paper <clears throat> and books. Okay. I like doing the electric. Uh, doing it through my tablet and it takes me about five minutes 
And that's a huge okay, difference. Well, that can right. be a- <laughs> okay, I didn't realize we were... Uh, yeah, well, man, it takes me... I can shower in two, so... <laughs> no, but it's that is a, it's it's a it's a good point to bring up is because you are you are using the books and you like using the books. Well, if you're somebody who doesn't like using the books, there's this application, there's this program that you can use and you can pay a monthly or yearly subscription. They actually have a bunch of stuff that is free, but they give you more stuff. It's pretty much the player if on D&D Beyond, I believe all the original standard books are the free standard books yeah. yes are, so the are, player's are pretty manual much given. the the so in that monster sense, manual you really only need your tablet or computer True, and if yeah. these things are things you already own you're not paying any money and in reality getting into this hobby only costs you whatever you would need for dice so five six bucks so i will always go back to this is the most financially savvy game and if, in existence. if you're like, it, it, like if you, a lot of the uh, spells and stuff like that um, are behind a paywall, truly yeah. you can find, you know, if you're like, Google it. Yeah, you can, if you're like, oh, what does Tasha's hideous laughter do? You can pretty much just Google it and you can find it. So you, you truly. And that's from the new book, too. Right. Uh, well, Tasha's hideous laughter is a pretty, I think that might be in the player's manual. Oh, is it? The book is did, new, I, but the spell, I believe, is yeah. in the oh, player's manual. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, the book is definitely new. Um, here's a question that's a really good one. Does participating in Dungeons & Dragons lead to ill intent and devil worship? No. No, absolutely not. Even not even a little bit. Um, you do not I don't know where this came from and I it's it's funny but everybody thinks that you're going to go on a murderous ramp I guess maybe it had to do stuff with back in the 80s and 70s when like this game was it was a little more on the controversial side and I don't even know if I using using the word controversial is right it just there was stuff happened and it got blamed for it and it got a negative a lot of negative light um no I play this game with my son who's nine. Uh, what is the appropriate age to start playing this game? It's at your own discretion. You can make this game as simple as you want or as complex as you want. And that's actually another question in there is about with children. We'll, we'll get back into that one. Um, never once have I went on a murderous rampage. Never once have I thought that, you know, I, I'm going to I don't I don't even want to bring like religious statures into this. I really 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 don't. I think it just like uh, it comes from a similar stigma where it's like, "Oh, well, my kid plays GTA, so is he going to go shoot up a bunch of people?" No. I yeah. there's so many statistics on it that it there's no correlation between yeah. No, I strongly agree with you there that no, I have never had I played many a violent game everything from Dead Space, which is just, oh my gosh. Great game. To well, it's a, great do game. Do a whole episode on that. <laughs> uh, to Call of Duty, to Grand Theft Auto, to, there's so many, Doom. 
I play Doom. That, that one literally has pentagrams in it. <laughs> um, um, I did get triggered though when I was playing Banjo because or Banjo Tooie <laughs> and the part where it's like Golden Eye or whatever, and you have Kazooie <laughs> shooting eggs. That was did did get me a little bit. But other than that, no, 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 no. <laughs> no you um, you will be fine playing D anD D unless you, you're yes, talking it, about in game and you like sell your soul or actually accidentally make a deal with the devil or something. Then maybe you know the um. Then you might want to be. Yeah, there, there's are there demons? Yes. <laughs> are there devils? Yes. And the, yes, there is a the, a difference in the game, and I'm not going to go into the details. Um, there are angels there, but there are also fays. There's Tyrannosaurus Rex. There is. <laughs> there is so many different. There's 2,500 different creatures in this game. <laughs> Everything from uh, kobolds to dragons to there's Oozes. gelatinous cubes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You went with ooze. I was going with Jubilix. gelatinous cubes. <laughs> if you're that guy that gets killed by a gelatinous cube, it's it's a bad thing. <laughs> mimics, 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 mimics. Uh, but it, it's. It's a it's the game is whatever you make it out to be. Uh, and that's and that's what I'm really trying to get at with this is you can make this game as fun and as bright sunshine and lollipops as you want. Or you can make this as dark, grim, dark, miserable, and there's no happy ending. And it's it is at your discretion how you want to play it and how you want this game to come out. If you're the DM that's a crucial thing for you know your audience know who who's playing for you or with you and the thing too and so is who you're presenting is yeah. it, people think it's oh all this you know very fantasy like you have to play you know some kind of magic person or you have to play a knight or something i mean you can reskin it however you want there's sci-fi campaigns you can do um like current world campaigns like um, I saw one where it's like, oh, the world is everything is candy, like, and you, you, you can reskin character. You can make it whatever you want. It doesn't have you to. Can. If no. if fantasy, like high fantasy, isn't necessarily your thing, um, but you still want to play this like really fun story, a uh, world, a uh, uh, um, group uh, world building kind of game, um, you can make it sci-fi. You can make it low magic even if you want it more game of thrones style um i know i will say this i if i'm playing a fantasy game i'm going to play dungeons and dragons uh, if there are and a little disclaimer here there are other games out there rpgs that are better designed for sci-fi and other worlds vampires the masquerade is a definite modern day uh game though i wouldn't play that one with your kids uh Death Watch and uh, Wrath and Glory, which are Warhammer 40k based, are definitely your sci-fi one. Uh, Call of Cthulhu is a definitely 1920s uh, based noir RPG. Yeah, it's uh, there. There's so many. There's so many. So many. So many. So many different types of RPGs out there. And Dungeons and Dragons does a lot. They definitely. I don't want to say they sold out because there's a Rick and Morty version and there's a Stranger Things version, but they kind of sold out. A <laughs> but as they, as they cool themselves with their big checks for making all this money and looking down at me and going, we'll live, you know, <laughs> I like it. I bought it. I, I did. I bought the Rick and Morty. I bought the Stranger Things 
ones because it's a little nostalgic. It's a, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a, it's a good chuckle ones that you can do. Um, but again, going back to what the game is, is what it, 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 are you going to devil worship? Are you going to murder? No, that, that, that's a, that is a straight across the board flat line. No, never going to happen. I, I don't um, know. Is yeah, it, go ahead. is it still a stereotype? I, my personal experience, not so much. Okay. No, I was going to say, but it, it was a question that was gotcha. asked. Um, it's not on my source notes, but it was one that was asked. Um, and I wanted to make sure to approach that because that was a concern of somebody. They're like, well, how do I, you know, what is, what's up with this? And I went, nah, don't worry about it. It's, we'll cover this, but I'm telling you right now, no, flat line, no. Um, has the pandemic changed how the community plays? Not really, no, but we've moved to another of the sections that's there. So a lot of people use, um, I use Discord. Um, what were the ones that you, yeah. you used? You named them off. Yeah. Uh, Roll I 20. Use, like, we'll, we'll do chat through Discord, and then we... Our, well, our campaign is mostly, like, kind of role-playing and stuff like that, so our combat is a lot more limited. Um, but we still use, like, when we do, like, big fights and stuff like that, we'll use Roll20, uh, which is a great... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's also free. It's essentially mm-hmm. a free tabletop. Um, I haven't used Tabletop Simulator, but I know they have, like, a bunch of D&D assets. Um, it's kind of like a 3D um, tabletop. Um, mm. And they have a bunch of assets for D&D specifically. Um, I don't know how, you know. Yeah, it will even D&D Beyond. All right, yeah, yeah. Basically, you can play your game through that, too. Um, and they're constantly improving on that. And, and that's the thing. I will say one of the positives of the pandemic, because there's very few of them, um, has been the improvement for distant playing. And that's always been a thing because... I am. I'm I'm a dad of, you know, two one-year-olds. They're about to be one-year-old in a few days. Um, and a nine-year-old. I'm, you know, working. I have this podcast. I do commission painting. I do Cub Scouts. So finding time to go somewhere, even if it's like 10, 15 minutes away, it's a bit of a hassle. If I can just put the kids down at a set time and then go, okay, well, now it's time for me to get on. I can get on and I can relax and I can play with my friends. It's so much more relaxing, especially since I don't have to drive to someplace. I don't have to drive back from someplace. I don't have to carry all this stuff in and out. Everything is at my convenience and my leisure in my house. So it has become a lot more accessible and a lot more into, and it, it makes it easier for other people who are further away. And even on a, I'll even say on a social level where people are, you know, kind of nervous around people that they haven't met, they're not seeing them all. You're, you're just hearing a voice or maybe you're looking at a zoom screen or something of that sort Skype. Um, so you, we have these sources there and it's, it's a lot more comfortable for some people and it's a lot easier for somebody like me who has kids. And yes, since there's times I play with my son or I'll have him join in on us and he has a blast. Um, Again, that goes back to that question of, you know, your age group. Right. Um, do you have anything to add with that? I mean, technically, uh, so disclaimer, <laughs> I know our podcast is called Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. Joey does not have any. Well, I have uh, uh, human children. You I, have fur I babies. I have a, a, a little baby <laughs> cat, a little baby boy cat, and a, 
I also have a one-year-old. Um, yeah, uh, my dog just turned one. Thank you for all the birthday yeah, wishes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's you're upset. Daddy. Yeah. So, which segue into the next question. Uh, is there anything that a parent with a child can do to use D&D? How will it help their child develop skills? And will it help their child develop skills? Um, really, Dungeons and Dragons is a great game to learn mathematics with. It is a stellar game for math. Uh, simple subtraction, addition, uh, statistics, probabilities, um, as well as... Yeah, I will ahead. say, um, don't um, uh, <laughs> rely on it to build your child's um, <laughs> yeah, no. mathematical abilities. If I kill abilities. three goblins with an AC of 10... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say. It helps. There's, there's definitely some practical aspects of it. You know, math, obviously. I will say improv. Yeah, improv. Improv like, and thinking cre- outside of the box. It, it, truly, it definitely helps you with that. It truly sparks your creativity. Even yeah, if you're not like a DM or something like that, you can, I mean, you can make these amazing like backstories or... Creative writing. I mean, a huge part of this is creative writing. Oh, huge! I didn't even think yeah, about creative I mean, writing. I mean, that's Holy a cow. huge part of this game. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you have a, a kid who's a writer, this is a great thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was even going to say this is, can be used almost. I, w- I would say as a therapeutic tool between for you and like let's say your angsty sixteen year old. You know, if you've got some beef, you guys need to get out slay each other in, on the in the in the game of D. It can definitely be stressful you know? if you like you've spent like three years building your character and then it's like, oh, they're on the brink of dying. Yeah, that you're gonna you're gonna feel that. Um <laughs> that being said, the rest of the game is so much fun. Yeah. Um it is a great it is a great tool for you know bonding with your family. It really, really, really is. And so in the podcast last episode we talked about how our mom was not the biggest fan of Dungeons and Dragons. Turns out she lied well, to us this entire time. She lied. Mommy gave us a call. She called me. She didn't call you. She called Everybody me after she listened to the right episode. Now. <laughs> and we're going to. So I'm going to make it an eventual episode where we have her on. And it's going to be a special edition episode. It's going to be an episode that's not counted in our our season episodes. This is going to be a special one where we sit down and we're going to talk to mom. We're going to, we're going to get this on out on there. She wanted me to make that one of the mob bad moments. And I told her, no, that's not a mob bad. That is mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I said to her, I was like, you know, no, this is how this is going down. We're going to have you on. And as a family, we're going to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons and we're going to have to do it on discord and and we might open it up to everybody. So people can listen if they want to, you know, chime in and hear us playing this game of Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe if we but get it, it's, tech it is savvy a great family enough, idol. we can do like some kind of Twitch stream or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that be would, cool. That's going to be we'll a lot of work. That's, that's going to be down the line. But it's it is it goes right into this whole uh, parents and children. Like we had no idea. I was like, what? Yeah, mom was a mage elf. So, but yeah, it it is it is a great item that can be used for therapeutics uh for just bonding with your family i i would say much much better than monopoly i i can't tell you how many games of monopoly have been thrown off because <laughs> mom got caught stealing 
And she'll deny it. She'll even hear this podcast. She'll go, I never stole any of the money. How did you get $1,500, Ma? You have one house. <laughs> so um, I think that's a great spot to stop this episode. Um, we'll go ahead and close it here for this part. And then we'll get into, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll start up the next episode. Basically, what we'll do in the next one, uh, we'll talk about uh, how to build a character, kind of going over uh, the lingo. And we're going to share some good, fun stories. Uh, I've got two right here uh, that are, I, I giggle just thinking about them. I, I can't claim these stories personally as mine, but they're stories that have happened with our good friend, Bob England. Uh, so he's going to, I've got those stories for her that he, he gave me permission to tell. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think this is a good stopping spot. Uh, Joe, do you have anything that you want to end with the, the episode with? Uh, no, I think that pretty much covered it. Um, you know, follow us on yeah. Twitter and Instagram. Absolutely. Yes. Please like, follow, subscribe, rate and review and all those things. There's so many things on Apple podcast, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Castform. We're on so many different uh, podcast systems now. Reviews help us so much. So, you know. Yes, please. Just be give us something that we can go off. If we can help improve these episodes, yeah, definitely let us know. Don't be just like, well, Steve, you suck. Probably why. Yeah, and as well, also, uh, please follow, like and follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Twitter is going to be at NerdDNAPod. And on Instagram, it's going to be at DNAPod. And yeah, I think it's a good way to close it. All right. You guys have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.